0: Just go to easystoriesinenglish.com slash support, S-U-P-P-O-R-T, to start your seven-day free trial. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just click Try Free at the top of the episode list to join. And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you feel stuck in your language learning? You keep trying different things, but nothing seems to work. You just need some expert advice on how best to study. Well, I have the perfect thing for you, my email newsletter. Every other week on Friday, I send out a free email with advice on how to study any language based on my own experience and scientific evidence. If you're losing motivation or want to know how I study languages, and after all, I do speak seven, then don't wait go and sign up today. You can sign up for my free fortnightly, that means every 2 weeks, email newsletter at easystoriesinenglish.com/email. E M A I L. Okay, let's start the episode. Welcome to Easy Stories in English, the podcast that will take your English from okay to good and from good to great. I am Ariel Goodbody, your host for this show. Today's story is for intermediate learners. The name of the story is Kathika Gaitana, an indigenous hero. You can find a transcript of the episode at easystoriesinenglish.com slash Kathika. That's easystoriesinenglish.com slash katika, C-A-C-I-C-A. This contains the full story as well as my conversation before it. So today's story is based on a real story from Colombia, although it wasn't known as Colombia at the time, because this story comes from the time of colonization, when Spanish people were traveling to South America and colonizing the area. So they were stealing land, they were killing native peoples, they were enslaving people, and they were taking resources such as wood, gold, silver, and so on. And we often refer to these colonizers as conquistadors or conquistadores in Spanish, because that's the Spanish word for conqueror or colonizer. So similarly to a previous episode, that i did about la llorona it's quite a serious subject matter so if you want to hear the other story i did from this period of history you can go to easystoriesinenglish.com crying this one is more directly about indigenous people but fortunately it has a happy ending indigenous people I-N-D-I-G-E-N-O-U-S are the people who originally lived in a place. For example, in America, the Native Americans or American Indians are indigenous. In Australia, the Aborigines are indigenous. In Canada and Greenland, the Inuit people are indigenous. In most of these places, white Europeans came and killed many indigenous people to take control of the land. Nowadays, indigenous people still face many problems such as poverty and discrimination." So, like I said, it's a bit of a sad topic, but the main character of this story is a very admirable and interesting person, and she was a real person, so she was a Katika. So, at this time, there were lots of indigenous groups in Colombia, And when the leader of these groups was a man, they were called a cacique. And when they were a woman, they were called a cacica. So here we can see that Gaitana was a female leader, which of course is great, you know. Um, Unfortunately, European history has not had a lot of female leaders, whereas native peoples around the world have often had a much more equal society in terms of gender. So, I don't want to spoil the story, but I will say it's about how Katika Gaitana, so the leader of one of these indigenous tribes, defended her people against the conquistadors. Unfortunately, although I said that this story has a happy ending, it's a bit complicated. So, at the point when the story ends, things are going well, but... Sometime later, this group was eventually colonised. It's kind of hard to tell, I tried to find out if it was decades later, or centuries later, or even just a few years later, but I couldn't really find any exact details. I don't think there's very accurate historical sources from this time, unfortunately. But anyway, this is a really inspiring story and I really enjoyed writing it. I did my best to research it and make it accurate, but I only have so much time to make these episodes. I'm not very good at research in general, and it was also hard to find many sources about this period of history, and especially about this specific group of Indigenous people. So if I say anything in the story and you are a listener from Latin America or an indigenous listener and maybe I say something inaccurate or offensive, please do let me know. Come and leave a comment at easystoriesinenglish.com or send me an email at ariel at easystoriesinenglish.com I will not be offended by any corrections. I will do my best to correct anything that's wrong in the stories. I love representing more parts of the world on the podcast than just Europe, but of course I am a white British person, so I don't want to say something inaccurate or talk about things that's maybe not my job to talk about. But this story was sent in by a listener, Hamilton Posso, who is from this part of the world, so I'm not completely making it all up myself. Just a warning, today's story has the suggestion of some quite violent acts. In particular, there is cutting off and removing of certain body parts. It's not very explicit in the story, but if you're sensitive about this, be careful. It probably won't be appropriate for children, because I know some of you do listen (laughs) with your children. Okay, I'll just explain some words that are in today's story. A savage, S-A-V-A-G-E, is a person who is very strong and cruel. They do not care about others and kill for fun. This word is mainly used in a racist way to refer to Africans or indigenous people. When Europeans came to colonize America and Africa, they saw the people there as savages because their cultures were different, and they wanted a reason to see these people as not human. Of course, in reality, there is no such thing as a savage people. All groups of people are capable of love, violence, and deep thought. A warrior... W-A-R-R-I-O-R is someone who fights, who goes to war. Nowadays, we talk about soldiers, but when we talk about the past, we say warrior. It makes me think of someone with lots of muscles and a sword. When you crush something, C-R-U-S-H, you squash it, make it completely flat. You usually crush things with your hand or your foot. For example, after you've finished drinking a can of Coke, you might crush it for fun. Or if you are very cruel, you might enjoy crushing insects. When cooking, you often need to crush garlic with a knife. A messenger, M-E-S-S-E-N-G-E-R, is a person who carries messages. In the old days, messengers ran very fast from place to place to deliver messages. Now we use digital messengers, such as Skype, Discord, WhatsApp, and so on. A Spaniard, S-P-A-N-I-A-R-D, is a Spanish person. Pat, P-A-T, means to touch something quickly and softly with the flat part of your hand. If you like your dog, you will pat him on the head. You might also pat a small child on the head. If someone did a really good job on something, or they're sad and you want to make them feel better, you can pat them on the back. If you want to tell someone they did something really well, you can say, give yourself a pat on the back. In the past, many countries paid tribute to others. P-A-Y-T-R-I-B-U-T-E. The larger country would protect them in return for gold, salt, and so on. For example, China received tributes from many other countries in the past, such as Japan and Thailand. It doesn't just have to be countries. Groups of people can pay tributes to each other as well, as happens in this story. When you grit your teeth, you rub your teeth together from side to side. Gritting your teeth is very bad for them, and can cause your teeth to become flat. Usually, people grit their teeth when they are very angry or in a lot of pain. Some people grit their teeth in their sleep without realising, and can damage them badly that way. Crawl, C-R-A-W-L, means to move forward by lying down and using your hands and feet. People only crawl when they are trying to stay hidden. For example, soldiers who are trying to secretly get into a building. Snakes always crawl because they cannot stand up. A spear, S-P-E-A-R, is a weapon, like a sword or a gun. You use a spear to hurt people or animals. Spears are long sticks, and they have a sharp bit on the end. You can stab someone with a spear or throw it. Cowardice, C-O-W-A-R-D-I-C-E, is the quality of being a coward, a person who is afraid of everything. One way of showing your cowardice is to shiver with fear. (laughs) Ashes, A-S-H-E-S, are what you get when you burn something. When you set something on fire, it burns, goes black, and eventually turns into thin grey things called ashes, which float through the air. Wood produces the most ashes, and if you have a traditional fireplace, you have to clean the ashes out regularly. Many people, when they die, choose to be cremated, burnt, and then their family keeps their ashes in a jar called an urn. If you enjoy the podcast and want more, you can support me on Patreon. For just $2 a month, you can get exercises with each episode, and for $5, you get an extra story every month, as well as Elevenses with Ariel, a daily conversational podcast for intermediate learners. Last week, I talked about skincare, what makes a good story, and the films Bridget Jones's Diary, four weddings and a funeral, and when Harry met Sally. You can support the show and get all the extra content at patreon.com slash easy stories in English. That's patreo dot com slash easy stories in English. A big thank you to our new patrons, as well as patrons who have increased their pledge. <gasps> Sara de Fraia, Anna, Maria Giovanna Sanna, Erika Cocchi, Silvia, Manon Pirlo, Martin Belitzak, Ombrush Aniko, Brenda Barbosa, Miriam, and Charalambos Kavouris. Wow! We have a bumper crop of patrons this week! That means we have far more than usual. Thank you so much. Your support really means a lot to me. Okay, so listen and enjoy. Catica Caetana, an indigenous hero. Pedro de Añasco was a coward. He didn't know how he had gotten here, in the hills of South America, almost 5,000 miles from his home in Spain. But here he was, standing outside the perfectly white house of Sebastián de Balalcázar. Sebastián was a great man. He was tall, strong, and he never took no for an answer. He had founded the cities of Quito, Cali, Pasto, and Popayán. He was the kind of man Pedro's parents wanted him to be. The kind of man Pedro de Añasco could only dream of becoming. Pedro stepped inside the house. Despite the warmth outside, indoors it was cold and dark. A servant showed him to Sebastián's study, where the man was staring at a map that had just been drawn up. His moustache was so thick that Pedro wondered if it made it hard to look down. Ah, oh, señor Pedro de Añasco, said Sebastián, turning his eyes and moustache to face him. You called for me, señor de Balalcázar? Let's keep it short. I need you to go east for me. East, señor? But all there is east are the savages. Pedro had heard horrible stories about them. None were more feared than the Yalcon people, who were said to be fierce warriors. Precisely, said Sebastian. His moustache seemed to move slightly out of time with his lips, giving the impression that it was dancing. I need you to bring some order to the region. Set up a town there, in Timaná. Timaná? But that's where the Yalcon tribe lives. Sebastián raised his eyebrow. Are you afraid, Pedro? Pedro gulped. Mm. No, señor. It does not matter. We have the stronger force, and they fight amongst themselves. There is no reason you shouldn't be able to crush them. I have heard all kinds of stories about the strength of these savages. And that is exactly what they are. Stories. Something to frighten children at night. They even say that the leader of the tribe is a woman. Ridiculous. They are led by a woman? They say she has pulled men's eyes out and cut off their... Well, there's no reason to keep spreading such nonsense. The important thing is, you must take control however you can. Sebastián turned back to his map and started pulling on his moustache. And how do you suggest I... Sebastián harumphed, "Hmm," and Pedro jumped a little. Must I tell you how to do everything, señor? Use your brains. Pedro nodded quickly and hurried outside into the midday sun. He had always been a coward. But Sebastián was right. Even a coward could win with the right weapons. It's a messenger, one of the Spaniards from the West. Cáthica Gaetana groaned, ugh, and rubbed her forehead. It seemed like it was every day that the Spaniards caused trouble. They stole land, founded cities, burned forests. Fortunately, they hadn't tried to invade the Yalkon's land or the other tribes surrounding them. The reputation of Kathika Gaitana made sure they kept away. But if they were sending messengers... What do they want? Gaitana snapped. He wants to speak to you directly. Pah! She spat. The boy thinks he is a Kathika. No. Tell him to give his message to you and send him on his way. Gaitana's servant nodded and left the room. ''Are you sure that's a wise idea, mother?'' Timanco, her son, leaned over the table towards her. ''He was a good boy, and when she died, he would be cacique. For now, he helped her. Not that she needed help to rule. But one day, even she would be too old to fight and give orders.'' ''The Spaniards may be stupid, but they are not weak,'' he continued. "'My son, do not worry,' said Gaitana, patting his cheek. "'The stories of my strength have spread even to Europe, I am sure. "'They would not dare attack us.' Timanco looked doubtful, but before he could respond, the servant came back in. "'In the name of the king of Spain!' He said slowly, trying to remember the exact words. Pedro de Añasco requests that the Yalcon tribe, along with the other tribes of the region, pay tribute to him. Five hundred gold pieces. There was a tense air in the room. Timanco gritted his teeth and stared at his mother, waiting for her response. But instead of banging the table, she burst out laughing. ha <laughs> ha! Oh, my son, you were right, she cried, slapping her stomach. These Spaniards are stupid. When Pedro received the response from Cathica Gaetana, he was not surprised. He may have been a coward, but he wasn't stupid. He wouldn't dare a direct attack. His messenger had told him how frightening the warriors had looked practicing outside the Cathica's home. No, he would take the coward's option. Cathica Gaitana expected the Spaniards to ride in on horseback. She didn't expect them to crawl in like snakes. That night, Pedro's men entered the Yalcons territory. They went into Timanco's house and took him, knocking him out before he could make a sound. The next morning, Cacica Gaetana was woken by shouts. She ran outside and far away she saw smoke pouring into the sky. It was coming from a huge fire, and on the fire there was a body. Timanco. The spears of the Spaniards stabbed Gaetana's heart with grief, and their cowardice burned like sour ashes on her tongue. She did not cry a single tear. We will not pay tribute. Send a message out to the other tribes. It had been almost a week since the attack on the Yalcon. Pedro had received no message, despite sending men over every day. At first, they refused to speak, returning his messages back to him. Then they sent back only their heads. Pedro studied the maps and grit his teeth. There was no way these savages could fight back against his forces, and yet they refused to pay tribute. He had planned on avoiding direct conflict, but now there was no other choice. But when he thought of war, his heart shook the coward he was. He would have to ask Sebastian to lend him his soldiers, and he didn't think the man with the moustache would be happy. No, he would go in with just a few men, his strongest, Clearly, the Yalcon didn't know he could crush them. Once they realized, surely they would give up. Cacica Gaitana saw Pedro coming in the distance, and she lit the fire. Smoke poured into the sky, and the warriors in the distance saw the signal. Pedro de Añasco rode towards the cacica. He was so focused on her, so determined to look brave, that he didn't dare look at the hillsides around him. Señor Pedro, silence, he hissed. He was going to do this right. He was going to solve this without murder. The savages only needed to listen. Meanwhile, the warriors from all the surrounding tribes, the Pijaos, the Panaes, the Pamaos, crawled down the hillsides and through the forests like snakes. But Pedro de Añasco only saw Cacica Gaitana, saw her laughing, until it was too late and the enemies had surrounded them. They captured Pedro and his men and dragged them to face the Cacica. I I, I don't understand, said Pedro, sweating more salt than there was in the Atlantic Ocean. I thought the tribes fought amongst each other. We did, said Gaitana, until you took Timanco. You lit a fire within me. I am no mere cacica. I lead all the tribes. And it was true. All around them, tribespeople from the whole region had gathered. You don't have to pay the tribute, said Pedro, his eyes jumping around to the frightening men and women. They had strong, thin bodies, and their spears were sharp. If, If you let us go... Gaitana patted Pedro on the shoulder, but she did not smile. You really are a stupid man. That night, Pedro de Añasco discovered that the legends about the Yalcon people were all true. For crawling into her camp like snakes, Gaitana pulled out his eyes. For taking her son away, her precious boy, she cut off Pedro's most precious parts – Then, to show a message to the other Spaniards, she tied a rope around his jaw and attached it to her horse. For days, she rode around, dragging Pedro behind her, to show all the people what happened to those who challenged Catrica Gaitana. Furious, Sebastián de Belalcázar sent his men to attack the Yalcons in the name of the king of Spain, But Gaitana's words were true, and she led her warriors as if they were her own fingers, pushing the Spaniards out like flies. Eventually, Sebastián gave up, and Pedro de Añasco died, a coward, almost 5,000 miles from his home in Spain. The end. And now, in Neiva, Colombia, there is a statue of Gaitana killing Pedro de Añasco. It's very dynamic, so I recommend going to easystoriesinenglish.com slash kafika, C-A-C-I-C-A, and taking a look. If you enjoyed the story and want to say thank you, you can buy me a coffee on Ko-fi. Just go to easystoriesinenglish.com and click the orange button that says buy me a coffee. Then you'll be able to send me $3 so that I can buy a coffee. But really, I'll probably get a bubble tea and I'll think of you while I drink it. Thank you for listening, and until next week.